Dog Works Radio is sponsored by Alaska Dog Works. Check out their website at alaskadogworks.com. You can support this podcast on patreon.com forward slash firstpawmedia. Radio Free Palmer 89.5 KVRF presents Mushing Radio, hosted by Robert Forto. Mushing Radio is about dog-powered sports, living in the Great White North, and mushing. Visit our website at mushingradio.com. Here is your host, Robert Forto. Hello and welcome everybody. This is Robert Forto and you're listening to Mushing Radio here on KVRF 89.7 in the Matsu Valley. RadioFreePalmer.org is our live streaming site and you can hear all of our episodes over on DogWorksRadio.com. Be sure to check us out on social media by searching First Paw Media. And tonight we have a special guest, if you will, a couple of guests. We have a brother pair from Maine who is going to tell some interesting stories about sort of their upbringing with sled dogs. I know we've talked to their father a couple of times, Jonathan Hayes. Tonight we're talking to Caleb, and then next week we're talking to Christian. So this should be a fun one. Tonight, Caleb Hayes. Caleb, how's it going today? Uh, Good, sir. How about you? I am fine, thank you. It's great to have you on. I have been following your progress for the last few years over on your guys' Instagram and social media and all that. It looks like you got your hands full and you're getting ready to do a big-time race here this winter, sort of a finish of what happened last year. And we're going to jump all into that. But before we do, Caleb, can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you're all about, please? My name's Caleb. Obviously, <laughs> uh, I like to, um, I like to be adventurous. I like to be crafty in whatever I do. I like to, I like to hang out with my family and I like to, uh, be a righteous man, uh, when it comes to my religion and, um, yeah, so, um, pretty much just like 1980s put in a little boy being awesome. Hey, that that sounds great. And and I know you guys are a mushing family and you and I met last year. Is that right, Caleb? Uh yes, sir, we did. Yeah, it it was great meeting you and uh seeing all the stuff that you guys got going on there, but you have a uh, sled dog kennel of Sepala Siberians. Let's start with that. Tell us a little bit about how you got how you guys got involved with dogs. How many dogs do you have? sort of the the makeup of the kennel if you will just break it down for us well i guess i should start from the beginning beginning um my dad uh he fell in with, love with my mom and uh since he came up to maine with, with my mom he said uh an old man told him if you're gonna be here you have to find something you love doing in the winter so my dad was like i want to start dog sledding and it was crazy because um, my dad always tells us about his insane adventures, and um, ever since I could walk and ever since I could talk, you know, I've always been on a sled. It's 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 been a uh, a passion and love of mine ever since I you know really knew what it was about. And, and your and your dogs, how many do you have? Uh, what's the makeup of the kennel? Uh, what's sort of the future look like uh, with with your pack there? Uh, well, we have fourteen dogs. Adults, adult dogs. Uh, actually, we just got six puppies. Uh, they're so cute. Um, so they're all sepalos. Um, they're all purebred. 
there's um there's this one dog uh that's not a purebred it's a um it's a racing siberian uh as fixed uh we we couldn't have it you know not fixed um because you know we we try to keep it as pure as we can so um my dad uh he also fell in love with this breed um he cuz it, it's kind of like a rare breed and if you've heard of the um the uh, alaskan serum run that the uh, dog who togo who led most of the route there was a sepala um and it was named after the man who went you know like most of the way so my dad fell in love with that breed and ever since he's been devoting his life which i totally respect um to dev- like to keeping the breed like alive and like you know recognized and i think that's it's really cool so that makes up about 90 percent of our <laughs> 90 you know like 98 percent of our uh, kennel and i think it's great yeah so so i know that you have done a few races in your past and you're getting ready to do a a pretty big race coming up this winter but before uh, speaking of last year you had quite the encounter uh not only on the race itself but the lead up to the race and i remember seeing the social media posts about that. So let's talk about your big time moose encounter because anybody that listens to this show has heard our stories over the years just about how dangerous moose can be uh, with a dog team. Tell us a little bit about that story and then uh, we'll talk about your race. And of course, you want to finish that race this year. Oh, yes, sir, I do. <laughs> it's a, uh, it's kind of like a revenge story kind of. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you All think right. about it. Um, so. My dad and I, uh, we were spending quality time on the trail with the, the dogs and him and me. We went um, like about 30, 40 miles that run. And uh, we, we just had just came into the kennel. And my dad said, hey, you got to wait here for a sec because I got to tell you, there's moose tracks leading to the, the kennel. And I was like, oh. So he said, I'm going to drive ahead, but you got to be careful and you got to be right behind me. Um, but you you got to hold the dogs off. Um, and so we, we were coming in around that bend and this monstrous moose, uh, it was towering. Uh, it, you know, like you think of a moose, like, and then you, you kind of like try to compare it with a deer or something. It is not like that at all. It, it's really monstrous and insane. And um, when we were coming in, I tried to hold the dogs off. I had two ice hooks, right? And so I put one down on the left and one down on the right because, you know, they're through the runners. And honestly, it was trampling around in the kennel and it was trying to kill one of our puppies. So uh, we, we didn't know what to do because it was kind of like cornered in one side. And since its instinct is to not want to try to punch through the snow, because if it does, it'll fear that a pack of dogs, because that's what it's our, our dog team as it would try to our dogs would try to kill it right you know if it got stuck in the snow so uh it it didn't leave the bath and um so my dog team pulled up both ice hooks and dragged me and my dog team to the moose and um me caring about my dogs and I, i couldn't let go of that sled and i couldn't let go of that break no matter how close i got to that thing it was it was really intense and honestly, you know, it was an experience of a lifetime because it was trampling and it was a beautiful sight. I mean, as a creature and, you know, like one of God's creations, but uh, really it, it, 
was it was um for 45 minutes straight every five minutes it would come around and try to kill me wow. and my dogs so so um, let me so, let me let me ask you this caleb uh, you had talked about you you're being out there on the trail with your dad and he told you to hold back a bit did he go ahead and you guys had some space between you and and he didn't know what was happening or was he involved the whole time or were you sort of out of communication for a period of time oh, when this was, was happening involved, yeah he was involved. He was involved. So yes, he, sir. So he um, was he was in front of the team, uh, in front of the moose, I guess. And you were he was the moose was sort of in between you. Is that right? So um, there was about thirty meters okay. uh, difference, and my dad had placed his snowmobile in between. But that's before the um, the, the team had pulled up the ASOX. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then I got pulled forward and you know we kind of had mit and then we replaced the s hooks and then uh then that's when i saw it was trying to because we had recently got a new dog house and a, a puppy had grown up so we put it on the far end and it was trying to it was kicking around its dog house like that dog house was destroyed by the end of it and the puppy was uh fortunately <laughs> it's like the bravest it was the bravest puppy we had and it was, you know, like really crazy. Um, it was, you know, like trying to like bite at, at its ankles and then the moose would turn around and then it'd run away. It was crazy. But uh, I did get pulled towards the moose. And, you know, my dad was incredibly, he, he was being the father that he he is. I mean, like he really, he even pulled up the sled a little bit more as, as much as he could. But he he instructed me to try to hook up the dogs and you know like try to place them but the farthest away from because you know like it was trampling through the dog yard but he said you gotta unhook their tug lines so that they cannot pull the sled you know with like their max capacity and you have to take the dogs that are placed furthest away from where the moose is so in doing that um, I, I tried to rush and do that as best as I could. Um, but I almost died doing that. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, that, um, that, that is, that's an insane story. And I know that, uh, eventually you guys had to dispatch the moose right there. Um, because obviously it was, it was going to, uh, harm, uh, your dogs and, or possibly you. So you guys did have to put the moose down. Is that right? Yes, sir. Um, so after my foot got tangled in the line, my dad said, and the moose came right over me. It was about a foot away from stomping my face in and the dogs. So my dad kind of couldn't see that. So he said, you're going to take the snowmobile. That thing did not have reverse. So he said, you have to take the snowmobile and you have to go down. So we're about a mile off the, like from the nearest, like, you know, civilization. Right. Really. Um, so he said, you got to take the snowmobile and you have to go find a gun because, um, this thing is not going anywhere and it's going to end up killing you or the dogs. And I cannot have that. So, um, so I had to go towards the moose with the snowmobile and then I had to turn around and I had to go and get a gun. So the first, um, weapon I had received was a muzzle loader and, you know, um, I brought it back up as fast as I could, and my dad, <laughs> he's like, I don't know how to use this. So we turned around, 
And then I got a 30-06 from a friend nearby, which was a little farther, but we knew she would have had guns. So we came back and um, we took the shot. And so, the shot. so you um, talked, you talked to Caleb, you had talked about uh, that uh, sort of the, the, the romping around took about 45 minutes. What was mm-hmm. the total amount of time from the time that you first saw the moose until uh, it wasn't a threat anymore? Do you know how long that was? Maybe around an hour and a half, I think. Wow. What in total? What, what a, uh, what an intense, and this was at night too, or is it during the daytime? Yes, sir. It was, yeah, it was, it was pitch black and it was snowing. So we couldn't, we could barely see, you know, and the, the, we had headlamps. So it was, it was intense. Yeah. Wow. So guys, not only was this intense and this whole escapade, uh, sort of played itself out, but very shortly after, uh, you were scheduled to run a race. I mean, it was just a, a, a few days, a week or so away. Is that right? Yes, sir. I think it was a day or two, uh, two days. Yeah. Um, so, you know, um, uh, I'm, I take it from my dad once again and my mom that determination and quitting is not an option because, you know, my dad was in the Marine Corps. My mom, you know, she's a mom. Right. <laughs> so I really... Uh, none of the dogs were hurt and we went through the vet check and, you know, she was like, none of them are hurt. So except, you know, three females, uh, they weren't hurt, but they were in heat, but it wasn't bad at the time. So, we, you know, we kind of like, you know, she was like, yeah, that's fine. Uh, and, uh, you know, so yeah, we, we did continue to go to the race after that. And, and what is that race called? Uh, Can-Am 100. So yeah. it, it's part of the, is it the Can-Am 250 or 300, the big race with it? Uh, 250. So it's part, of the, 250. it's part of the Can-Am 250. And for folks that are listening, that is an Iditarod and Yukon Quest qualifier. Typically, these races have uh, shorter races that run alongside them. And Caleb was scheduled to run in the Can-Am 100. But not only was this moose fiasco just a couple of days before the start of that race, but you had quite the experience on the on the race as well, didn't you? Yes, sir, I did. It was, uh, you know, like it was going incredibly smoothly <laughs> for the first half, and for sure, yeah. And 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 briefly, so we don't run out of time because we want to definitely talk about uh, this year's race. So, just in a minute or two, how did that race work out for you? I know it did not go as planned. Is that right? Uh, no, sir, it did not. Um, so, you know, the first half I was enjoying, you know, like the, the nature and what dog sledding is really about, you know, like getting in tune with it. Um, my dad always says that's, that's really what it's about. Um, I gotta give, uh, credit to, you know, that race because it's, it's gorgeous. But, um, the last half, you know, like I had trouble getting out of the chute, but when I did, you know, I started flying and I, I started recognizing the trails. The dogs were going fine until, you know, my leader, you know, like he's, he's so trusted up until <laughs> a female's in heat, you know, uh, it, it was really bad. Uh, he turned around and tangled the team. I put uh, ice hooks down, you know, I, I went up, I untangled it and we, we were going slower and I, I thought I'd never finish. Um, <laughs> I was right, you know. 
Um, but you know, not in the way I expected because, uh, they just wouldn't, you know, keep moving. So I was switching dogs around, you know? Um, so I, I, I put Druid, you know, like my leader back and, um, you know, I, uh, and they kept, you know, making that like any, any dog, you know, musher would know that there's like this one time in their career where the dog's just making accordion, you know, yep. <laughs> they, yep. they kept doing that. And, uh, I couldn't find a leader for them and I ended up running alongside them, you know, to get them to keep moving. And then I, I, I uh, started sweating and then, you know, I just kind of like was done. So I was like, you know what? They're not moving. They're done. So I, I just got to respect that. And I, I put the ice hooks down and I sat in my sled and, you know, I, yeah. And how, how, how far, how far into the race was that? I know you were past the, the halfway point, right? Uh, 75 to 80 miles. So you're about in, three, you're in. about three quarters of the way in. And, um, as you said, uh, they were done, uh, in, in big time races, they, they call that pushing the button or something like that to, um, scratch, yeah. to, to scratch. But uh, you ended up with mild hypothermia, and some folks had to come out and get you, and and so on and so forth. Before we move into the next part, which is sort of a revenge, as you said, or a this year, a, yeah, this year. <laughs> uh, I, I wanted to have you on, Caleb, because hearing that story and that pretty much accumulated in about a week or so of your mushing career, and you said you've been around dogs most of your life. I think it's important to tell that story because I think you have lived pretty much everything in a musher's life in that week. You had moose encounters. You had to dispatch one. You had dogs that uh, that did not pull. You had a, a rough start at a race. You had to scratch. You had to ha- push the button, so to speak. You had everything going on in one heck of a whirlwind of a week, didn't you? Yes, sir, I did. Wow, that that's something else, and and I'm sure for folks that have never been involved with uh, with dog sledding, they they will appreciate that story. So thank you for for telling that. So now let's talk about this year. You're you're heading back to the Can Am 100. What, of course, there's a lot changed, but what has changed with you, with the dogs, with your training? What's different in 2022 that may have been different in 2021 i guess it'll be 2023 so what's different for this coming year that that was different last year well um i'm watching out for females and heat that's for sure (laughs) good Uh, good advice yes sir um so you know um we're pushing the dogs this year um right before the snow fell we had about 100 miles a little more than 100 miles on them because we would hook them up to the jeep and go every morning or, you know, like late in the afternoon, you know, make sure the rule of 40 is applied, you know, like, uh, and we train them. And now, right now we're just transitioning from, from that to, uh, you know, like on sleds. And honestly, I took one of my four dogs, you know, like me, my dad and my little brother. Uh, we, um, we took three teams out and they were flying. So uh, honestly, my expectations for this year has, you know, greatly increased. 
And of course, we have a, of course, you're a year have, you're a year older now, much more wise than you were last year. You know what's expected, I guess, on a hundred mile race. You pretty much know the trail. I mean, you went 75, 80 miles of that hundred mile trail, and it's it's an up and back. Is that right? So you go uh, fifty miles and turn around. Is that right? Yes, sir. So so you, you've um, with, seen you've seen the entire trail of the Can Am. 100. So you're, you're much more prepared now than you were last year, right? Yes, sir. So before we talk about what's coming up for you, I always like to ask folks that uh, are on our show to tell us a story or two uh, about one of their dogs. I know you mentioned uh, one of your lead dogs. I believe you said his or her name was Druid. Tell us a story about that dog or another one that may be on your team. Well, uh, Druid you know he's a he's a lead dog, and uh, at that time we only had eight dogs, and he he really performed well, and he's still an amazing leader. So I'm not really gonna take him off, but with an expanded, you know, like uh, kennel, we have a a dog that I've fallen in love with. His name is Hatchet. He's actually a Druid's son, and he's honestly me and my brother argue about this all the time. I always say he's the most beautiful dog in the kennel. Um, he honestly has my personality, you know, if you know what I mean. Okay. <laughs> so I'm just, yeah, yes, sir. So um, I, he is, I always wanted him to be a leader. You know, he was always big, strong, and, you know, I taught him how to hug me. So I thought he was smart, honestly. Okay. <laughs> but since he's so strong and, you know, he's young, I'm just, I'm putting him in wheel and expectations are coming out of him like crazy because and you know with the strength and you know like the, the stamina he has he you know I, I've just fallen in love with him he's honestly by far like he has my heart for sure and you know so how how old is Hatchet uh two so he's yeah. he, he is a young pup so this is probably his uh first experience uh on long races as well is that right uh he second second yeah, he okay. was actually he was with me um yeah okay the first time I, oh. yeah he's at one year old uh he was with me there and i was i actually tried putting him up in lead because i had so much faith in him <laughs> hey then but, that that's yeah. how that's how it goes sometimes i've been in that same situation where you know you're, you're trying everything you're running in front of them you're putting dogs that's never been in lead before in lead you're trying to coax them i've been there i've done that i know exactly what you're talking about and as you were telling that story i had visions of my head about being in that same position so caleb before we go I know that you have big aspirations for doing this race coming up. I believe it's in February, but you're getting ready to graduate high school here in the spring, and you're going to follow in your dad's footsteps and join the Marine Corps. Tell us a little bit about that. So my family on my dad's side um, has always, they've served before ever since America was before a country, you know, Um, and I think that's the most honorable thing like a person can do, you know. Um, so, you know, my dad was in the Marine Corps, my older brother, he's in the Marine Corps right now. And, you know, they have like my highest honors. So honestly, I, I'm going to go to college and go on the reserves and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go four years in college and then go in full-time as an officer. Um, that's, that's, uh, referred to as a Mustang. 
so that's that's my plans for sure and then i'm gonna retire excellent hey i I like that plan my my dad was in the marine corps as well and i'm definitely familiar with with that lifestyle too do you have any idea on specialty i know it's it's very early into this process but do you have any idea what you want to do in the corps oh three eleven that is a uh, infantry unit. Um, my my dad and my older brother, they both have uh, tattoos. Yeah, and I'm hoping to get that eventually. <laughs> you know. Okay. Um, and then when I'm an officer, I'm gonna put you know the number for an officer right next to that. I like yeah. it. <laughs> hey, it sounds great, Caleb. I appreciate it. Very quickly, how can folks follow you? On social media, I know you guys have a a kennel page uh, on Instagram and Facebook and all that. Where's the best place to follow your guys's journey on social media this year? So on Facebook, my uh, my family has like kind of like a combined uh, Facebook account. It's it's called Mushmane. It's it's uh, it kind of like gives us like details. It's always updates, you know. Yeah. And it's the same same exact name on Instagram as well. And we'll put all those on the show notes. Caleb, it was a pleasure. Thank you very much for being on the show tonight and telling your stories. And for folks that are listening, as we said at the top of the show, we have a special treat for you guys. We're having Caleb's brother on, Christian, and he will be on our episode next week. So make sure you stay tuned in for that one. Hit that subscribe notice and you will get that episode as soon as it drops. Caleb, it's a pleasure and uh, hope to talk to you again soon. Yes, sir. It was uh, a pleasure meeting you as well. Um, Likewise. Uh, there's also there's also a uh, website that's also much main. Okay, very Just, good. Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, we'll put that on the show notes for sure. So on behalf of my guest today, Caleb Hayes, this is Robert for Mushing Radio. We will see you guys next time. Goodbye. From DogWorks Radio, this is Mushing Radio. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and we invite you to subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll find a link on the episode notes. You can tap or swipe on the episode cover art, and you'll see some offers from our sponsors. You can support our show by supporting them. If you like what you have heard, we would love it if you could give us a five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe, too. Your hosts are Alex Stein and Robert Forto. Our producer is Robert Forto, created for Dog Works Radio. 